Roquan Smith makes comments on why he was happy to get out of Chicago that may trigger some Bears fans. We're going to talk about that, plus some other Bears that could be on their way out of Chicago, hopefully in some cases, by the end of the season. And then we're also going to talk about the chances that Justin Fields plays in tomorrow's game against the Carolina Panthers. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at the Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So I want to start it off talking about this. I know C-Dub dropped a quick uh, Bear Central After Dark video in regards to these, these Roquan Smith comments, but I want to really want to take some time to talk about it and break it down. Now, one of the things that a lot of Bears fans have been sticking to lately is the play of Roquan Smith and how he's been playing over there for the Ravens and, um, the, you know, the contract, things like that. And I think that Roquan Smith's recent comments makes it clear that he wasn't going to stay here. And while some people blame it still on Ryan Poles not being willing to pay him or whatever, I think that all sides got the best out of that situation when it came down to it. And Roquan is able to go and compete, and that is something that I, I've said before. Players deserve to be able to know that they're competing for something, right? So let's go ahead and read the comments. So Roquan's been saying this. Man, it's pretty crazy thinking back to when I was initially traded. It was bittersweet for me, just knowing Chicago and rightfully so. But if I would have stayed there, honestly, I wouldn't have been able to compete for a title anytime soon. And then when I came over here, it took me a while to take a couple of weeks uh, to realize how stacked this team was and well as how many good people there are on this team and how they're just bring uh, in truly good people. And when I just think about it uh, from the perspective of having the opportunity to keep compete for year one and in year one with talent we have, man, it makes me so happy. Just knowing my career is not going down the drain in the sense of playing somewhere, I'm not truly competing for a title. Now, listen, is there anything factually wrong with what Roquan Smith said? No, there's not. Let's just be clear. Roquan Smith is potentially competing for way more than what he would have had with the Chicago Bears, especially looking at how this season has turned out, the coaching here, and just where we were as a franchise in that in the rebuilding stage that we were. Roquan immediately goes and competes for something way more meaningful than what he was going to compete here with the Chicago Bears. And, and to say this, he handled his exit, I think, outside of like the weirdness with the agent or not agent calling teams and things like that. Like, yeah, that all ended up turning into something crazy, right? But Roquan hasn't completely shitted on the team of, of the Chicago Bears, even though, I, like I said, rightfully so, a lot of his comments are a little triggering as far as like not competing for it, but they're factually correct, right? That The Ravens are 7-2 and two on the season. Will we not kill to have the opposite record of what we do at 2-7, and seven, right? And so there, it's, a, it's a big difference. And I think going somewhere to where you're not only appreciated, he's, he got paid like he wanted to get paid, but on top of that, you're compete. It's everything that a, a football player would want. He got his contract. He's competing for something. They have aspirations to go far in the playoffs, right? That is an aspect of it, and I think that that highlights as well where the Chicago Bears are as a franchise right now. When you look at the Ravens franchise and then how, the, how this season has gone for the Chicago Bears, all the outside of football things that have happened, the inside football things that have happened, things that have happened with the coaching staff, with players, all the bullshit, right? And so going to an organization where you do not have to worry about that level of bullshit and you can just focus on playing football, executing and competing for something meaningful. Listen, as a competitive person myself, I completely and utterly understand every aspect of what he's talking about. Now, with that said, right, saying that his career was going down the drain, like I said, and you know, you know, things like that. It's going to be triggering for Bears fans. And I really, I'm glad that I didn't 
drop a video right after these quotes came out to be 100% honest with you because would I have had the form of mind that I had now to kind of have some clarity? No, the fuck I wouldn't. Does it suck that he's talking about my favorite franchise in this manner and what that means for us? Yeah, it sucks. But guess what? It sucks that this is where a combination of the decisions made, the coaching, and wherever else, that this is where we are. And I think that that should put a highlight more so than focusing on tearing down Roquan, which, like I said, initially I absolutely would have done. And it still, don't get me wrong. If you don't love my franchise, cool. I'm glad that you're out of here. Fuck you, right? And that's just at the bare minimum of not being not being on my franchise. I don't give a shit, right? But when it comes down to it, like, I understand it. And I want this team to be able to get to that level. And it really puts a highlight on how much work this franchise still needs to do to be able to get to where we need to get to, right? And so I'm sure that the trade was a reality check for him. It should also be a reality check for the Chicago Bears as far as where the hell we are, right? So, listen, we suck as a football team right now, and it, 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 it stinks. And, it, and anything that puts a highlight on it, it, it honestly does absolutely suck major fucking ass, right? And like I said, he didn't say anything that was factually incorrect, and that's the thing that stings about it the most, if I'm just being honest, because I wish I could tear it down and be like, oh, no, Roquan, we put you in this, we put you in that situation, we, and we didn't. Like, this defense was on a steady decline under Nagy. And then that decline carried further on with Matt Eberflus. And then on top of that, we had a GM that it's all about the value in the contract. And where we were as a franchise right then, we weren't close to it, right? We weren't close to it. It honestly wouldn't have made much sense to pay Roquan the money that he wanted, right, over the long term of that contract with the fact that we don't have a clear path to be able to contend. And so, like I said, this is a situation where all Bears fans that are pissed off by reading this have a right to be pissed off. Does he also have a right to Roquan to feel the way that he does? He absolutely still has a right to do. And so hopefully, if anything, this just makes it makes everybody realize how far the hell we got to go to be able to be one of those franchises that say that we're competing for. Something. And that's the biggest thing in it is to say legitimately right now we ain't competing for shit. We're not right. We're not. We still don't even know. Like, again, I think we know. But for, for Bears fans, we can't even agree on who the fuck our quarterback's going to be. So. That's the part that sucks the more than anything out of this whole situation. But, hey, hopefully at some point this team is now realizing some things and we can start getting some places. But in getting better places, it also means you have to cut some dead weight, right? And so in, you know, in the, uh, the spirit of talking about Roquan and him leaving the Chicago Bears, let's talk about some other Bears that need to be gone by the end of the 2023 season that don't need to return to this team next year. Justin Jones is the first one I'm going to mention. Justin Jones' performance has been absolute dog shit. And I, for one, hope that eventually they're going to move Walker to the other defensive tackle and let him line up next to Montez Sweat because Justin Jones has been absolute shit. And there's a reason why Andrew Billings came in. And he got a Justin Jones needs to Justin Jones and Cody White here. These are two players that I don't like. I don't care for. They haven't performed. I know Justin Jones was our best defensive lineman last season when we were absolute dog shit. But these are two players that absolutely need to go, and more so to Cody Whitehair. Cody Whitehair gets injured sneezing. Let's be clear here. If he sneezed when he was on the football field, he'd have a fucking injured uh, uh, larynx or whatever the fuck that, that the thing is called. Larynx, whatever it's called. It'd be fucking injured. I'm sure the motherfucker's about to have a tonsillectomy anytime soon by just talking and calling plays. Cody Whitehair is trash. And, I, and I'm so glad and hope that there's no way I think that you can bring, if this Bears team brings Cody Whitehair back, prepare because it's not going to be Hayes that's hosting the episode it's definitely going to be Petty Roosevelt because Cody Whitehair is absolute dog shit and then the next one up Velas Jones has the experiment has to be over it, it is I'm sorry I know he was a draft pick you guys spit capital on I understand that but listen Velas Jones you could find a kick returner in every single draft 
Velas Jones has not shown an ability to be a wide receiver. Yeah, he's been using some gadget plays kind of well in running the ball. But listen, all that quickness, all that shit, it don't mean nothing anymore. Velas Jones got to get the hell up out of here, and I guarantee you we won't be looking back at Roquan like, oh, man, did we miss out? Did we miss out? We won't be worried about it. Velas got to go. And, and that, those are three players that I think just don't need to return, be cut, whatever else. And then the next player isn't a player that I'm actually down on overall when he's on the field. But then it's just his inability to stay on the field and stay healthy, and that is Eddie Jackson. When it comes down to it, I think that Eddie Jackson is probably going to be traded either in this offseason or by the trade deadline next year. And he may be a player that as well. If he can get healthy, he may be a Roquan that we look back on and say, damn, had we been able to keep him, had we had a better team around. But when it comes down to it, Eddie Jackson can't stay healthy. Eddie Jackson, when he's on the field, is pretty damn good. I like Eddie Jackson, and I hate putting him on this list, but I got to be realistic about it. Eddie Jackson has to go. And let me not say has to go. That's, that's too harsh. Let me run that back. I won't say that he has to go, but I say that it is very likely that he is gone, especially if the Bears can get a safety in this draft or in free agency. I, and I understand what Eddie, and you guys know, I'm somebody who I love to be able to say a, a player played the majority of their career with the Chicago Bears. I would love to say they've been able to retire here, but when it comes down to it, what he's probably going to get anyway out in the open market, you, you get into a situation where you're probably going to have to negotiate with him. He has one year left on his contract after this season, and I think that that's a prime uh, opportunity to, to go ahead and move Eddie Jackson. And I think, you know, even if he goes to another team that is kind of like with Rokon, more suited to compete now, you know, it's not going to help his injury concerns, per, so to say, but he can definitely still help teams, and the Bears can take advantage of that value. I think what Eddie Jackson being over uh, 30 at this point, moving closer to that. I just think you got to look at it and say the timeline. Is it is it realistic for Eddie Jackson to still be an impact player, right, by the time that the Bears are finally competing for something? And then even then, is it worth the money at that point, or could you get a younger player in here to grow with our young? Our secondary is extremely young, even with Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson, 24 years old. Terrell Smith, 23 years old. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson, 23 years old. Kyler Gordon, 23 or 24, I think, too. 23 years old as well. So, and you you have Jaquan Brisker, who is young also. If you can have another young safety to come in there and grow with this young secondary, and you don't have to worry about your secondary, theoretically, for five, six years, whatever it is, I think that you do that. And so, unfortunately, with Eddie Jackson, I think it just comes down to health and his inability to stay healthy for the Chicago Bears team is one of the biggest things that stick out. And he'll be 30 in about a month, right? And so, while 30 isn't old in real life, that is where you start having to worry about serious things at the end, at uh, uh, professional sports. And so when you look at Eddie Jackson, Eddie Jackson hasn't played a complete season since 2019. And so even in last year, 12 games. This year so far, four games, right? And so it's not trending in the right direction. It's going down as far as his availability year after year. And I do think that that's why the Bears may look to do something different. But let me know what you guys think on those players down below. But with that said, we got an uh, update from Michael Rappaport uh, who said this. Justin Fields who may uh, be, may be, but not definitely will be the Chicago Bears starting quarterback this coming week and for the future, has of course been battling a thumb injury. He's not yet gotten back in the game. It's been three-plus weeks for the Chicago Bears, and of course they have short week uh, to play the Panthers tomorrow night, so we'll see if he's able to go. So shedding some doubt on that. It's starting, again, and we may get something in today's practice that completely shatters this, and if it does, I'll have an emergency video out for you guys. But as things are shaping out right now, it looks like uh, Justin Fields is not going to be ready to go this Thursday. There was some initial optimism for that. We'll see. Hopefully we can get him back in uh, by the, uh, you know, b- before the bye week for sure. If you look at the Chicago Bears schedule, especially with having the 10 days off, maybe it does make more sense to just, you know, allow him those 10 days, those extra days 
to get in there and get in against Detroit, which is a division opponent. We have Detroit, Minnesota, Detroit. Um, well, got a bye weekend between the the Minnesota and the second Detroit game. So the Bears may look to just look to uh, to to bring him back there, and I don't think that that's necessarily a, a huge issue. Of course, you know we want to see Justin Fields get back on the on the field as soon as possible, but he has to be healthy to do that. And so if he does, if he ends up not playing in this Thursday's game, it is what it is when it comes down to that. But you know we'll be right here to break it all down at Chicago Bears Central, giving you the latest news and updates like we tend to do. But with that said, that's my time. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Chicago Bear Central gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so is 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like we like to end every episode on, Chi Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.